Welcome to the St Albans podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans. In association with the Hearts Advertiser. Hello there. Happy New Year. Welcome along to a brand new edition of the St Albans podcast for 2022. Two. Yes, it is, isn't it? 2022. That's the year. Hello. I'm here with uh, with Matt Adams and Laura Bill from the Hearts Advertiser. Hello. 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 It is 2022. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you got that right. Just there's a lot of like sounds in that, isn't there? You know, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No. And you can't just even say, oh, it's 22 because that just sounds what? It's 20 to 3, 20 to what? You know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a weird number, but, but hopefully it'll be not a weird year. We should see. believe that. Yeah. This time in December. Oh come on, give, give give we've got a we've got to spread a little hope, hope and happiness mm. because there may not be an awful lot of that at the moment. Mm. With the Megatron variant comes out. Spread <laughs> a little happiness. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's just news this week, uh, but uh, but what more would you want? You know. Well, exactly. Yeah. So uh, so we have here Laura and Matt, and uh, they're going to start off with with one of the bigger news stories of the week. Well, this is a story actually that we ran over Christmas, but um, conscious that you know people aren't always checking their local news websites or picking up a copy of the paper. So um, I think it's worth mentioning again, and that's about Shop, Mo- Shop Mobility, which is a, um, a charity for um, that provides manual wheelchairs and battery-powered mobility scoopers for disabled shoppers. Scoopers? Scooters. Did I say <laughs> scoopers? Oops, sorry. They might do scoopers as well, because <laughs> yeah. that, be, that could be hard for people with mobility issues, having yeah. to pick up after a dog. Yeah. yeah. But this is for disabled shoppers visiting the city centre. And they're appealing for um, uh, additional funding and volunteers because um, I didn't realise that the uh, the district council cut um, does give them the storage in the office that they use at Drover's Way, but they used to get um, funding of up to ten thousand pounds a year, and that was cut in twenty nineteen. So now they rely on donations and raffles and you know a small rental fee for the wheelchairs. Um, so they're saying right, you know. People need to come and support us. We want to raise awareness. Want people to know that we're here. Um, anyone that's got, you know, any um, permanent or temporary disabilities can come and use our service and um, make the most of us. Now, um, that's you know, it's a very worthwhile thing. I think. Yeah, uh, and and people can often forget they're not there. And if it's not a service that you personally need, you you can you can very easily overlook it and its importance. Um, some years ago, I. <laughs> had a foot injury that meant I couldn't shop and I, for about a couple of weeks I, I had to walk on crutches and it's very difficult to go shopping when you've got crutches because you can't carry a carrier bag you can't push a trolley very easily you know and, and uh, the the, uh, the doctor said to me go to shop mobility and they yeah. could help you and, yeah. and I felt a bit embarrassed because I thought I've only you know this foot injury will heal in a few weeks and I'll be all right again but I didn't know what to do and I lived on my own and I thought well I don't know how else I'm going to d- d- solve this but they I spoke to them and I said Look, I feel really bad about this because I could maybe I could be taking away one of your um Have like, you not vehicles. heard of a cardo? Huh? I've not heard of a cardo. Look at what I'm wearing. Do you think I can afford a cardo? <laughs> My word. When Lidl do deliveries. But anyway, um thank you just for, for, for wealth shaming me there, Laura. <laughs> yeah, great. Iceland do deliveries as well. That's cheap. Yeah, okay, but but sometimes you gotta get delivery look, I, I, I needed some shopping there and then. Yeah. And, Imagine yeah. if you couldn't go shopping, Laura. Oh, 
Yeah, exactly. Remember how you felt during the first lockdown? Mm. But no, but it's true though. Yeah. So so I went along to them and, uh, and, and yeah, they gave me one of their vehicles and I said, I was very unsure about it because I thought, well, I I don't want to be taking one away from, from somebody with a greater need than mine. And they said, oh, that's okay. We've, we've got enough. And they said, this is, you know, we do help people with temporary issues. Mm. And, uh, and, and the thing is that it really opened my eyes to what people are like around those in a mobility scooter and and it was a very fascinating exercise to 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 sort of go around a couple of shops in the town and to see how some people were super courteous and held a door open and and did all sorts of things Mm. other people they get right in your way they cut in in front of you (laughs) they um they knock into you and don't even say anything Mm. you know that it just it, it astounded me how people are and you could then suddenly start to see that there were those who who had a great empathy and those who were just awful mm-hmm. and then you think i only had to deal with that for an hour how do people mm-hmm. who are in in like mobility scooters and you relying on those sorts of things more more regularly than i was mm-hmm. how do they feel about my that? um my ex-partner's um dad he had emphysema and he was really like properly intelligent guy you know businessman lovely lovely human being anyway he had to go in a wheelchair when he went shopping because he because he, he, he was on oxygen and he couldn't breathe properly and he said he literally transformed the way people treated him just transformed overnight people would be like oh or they wouldn't talk to him they'd talk to the person that was pushing him and say things like oh can he have this or does he want this or is he trying to get in there and things or and I've heard of people say before as well that people always give them teddies if they're in wheelchairs. Have you heard of this? No. It's like a oh have a teddy to do it, decorate your wheelchair. It's very like infantilizing, you know, as in like as in. Well, like it's like a pushchair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's just it, it is incredible, <clears throat> and, and it was something that I I'd, I'd always thought I was quite considerate to others before, but but mm. I really started to think, do you know what, there is. You know, it, it just gave me such a unique perspective that I'd never had before. And, and I really, I felt for, for, for those who, who use our town centres and have to use mobility scooters or wheelchairs of some description mm. and, and have to suffer with the ignorance of some of the, the, the mm. members of the public. I mean, it doesn't matter. I didn't mean that he was intelligent and that it would have mattered. You know, if he was less intelligent, it wouldn't have mattered any more, any yeah. less. Uh, well, no, but the, yeah, the people, you know I mean. they, people made assumptions based on the fact that yeah. he was in a chair. They, they had no, yeah. It wasn't based on knowing him. It wasn't, no. you know, it was, it was yeah, I, I think yeah. Yeah, we get what you mean. But uh, so if people want to help shop mobility, what can they do? They can, he says. Or um, can they go to their website? They can go to their website, uh, com. And the link to that is in the uh, description of this uh, podcast episode right now. Uh, so if you can help them in volunteering or, or, or help them raise some money or, or make a donation or anything like that, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. And you can find out more Absolutely. by checking out their website, stalbanshopmobility.com. Hi, I'm Chris Aikman. Join me, local author Howard Linsky, and St Albans podcast producer Sam Rolfe for the St Albans Film Guide. Each week, one of us will guide you through the new releases at the cinema and on streaming services. We'll also give you our choice of the best films to watch on UK free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So if you're a film lover, join us for a chat about all things movie-related every week as part of the St Albans podcast. New episodes will be released every Friday morning. For more information, visit stalbanspodcast.com or find us where any good podcasts are found. Time for another news story now from Laura and Matt. Uh, what's next? Right, well, your, read, your listeners, sorry, not readers, may, ref, may recall some time ago we did a piece on the increase in uh, alcohol-free drinks in our local boozers. Um, now, um, Richard Piper, who's a local man, and he's the... Um, 
founder of the charity Alcohol Change and also created Dry January, would you believe? Registered trademark. Is um, that right? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Uh, he went out with um, the Hearts Ad and St. Albans podcast, Spelly, Becky Alexander yeah. and friends, uh, on a tour of all the um, local city centre pubs to see what sort of um, offerings they had that didn't have alcohol in them. Can you imagine that, though, when Becky rocks up with her friends and then the guy's saying, oh, here we go, you know, the person behind the bar, bumper night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we're not drinking. That would have been a culture just, shock. Do you know what, though? It's just as expensive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, totally. But I would imagine that if you're only drinking non-alcoholic drinks, you probably drink fewer of them. So that, so whilst, you know, drink for drink, it's probably mm. no saving yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, because pe- yeah. the more people drink, the more the people drink. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah yeah but it's quite interesting i mean this is something he's wanted to do for ages richard and um he wants it to be sort of something that is rolled out nationally so people know you know in an area where to go and it's you know it's, it's quite interesting it's not the sort of thing you um you know the winners shall we say of the of the you know the best places are not the places you sort of imagine um you know the um speckled hen for example is that did you know really well in the amount of different wines i had non-alcoholic uh, alcoholic wines um i saw as well i was there recently and they had a whole shelf of a uh, non-alcoholic gin yeah i didn't even know that was a thing yeah yeah a lot, lot of the, uh, a lot of them serve uh, seed lip and stuff like that so the slug and lettuce for example and the snug both serve at least five mocktails okay yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's interesting. I mean, and people say oh, you're not going to drink for January and, you know, it's probably the probably the worst time of year to think that because it's so depressing. But if you, that's, you know, if you've if you got that as an option, you know, you can still go out and still go to the pub and, and just, you know. Also, a lot of people that's often would, would want to start a health kick for yeah. January, which might be <clears> that they need to just drink a bit less and perhaps do dry January is a good way of kick-starting that. Yeah, with Dylan's, for example, having a tap takeover in January and all of their tap beers are going to be alcohol-free. Okay. Which is really exciting. Yeah. One of the things I think would be really good to encourage that more is if more places did did a thing where there was an incentive for those who aren't drinking, like the designated driver oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I know one or two places do. I know that the... Um, the, the, the snug, snug does, does it. Yeah, you get as much fizzy pop as you like. Yeah. But do you want to... The, the thing is, you know, do you really want to go out and drink loads of copious amounts of Coke? No. You know, you probably want something that's got a bit bit more you know something you can sip and take your time with and the thing is do you really want to go to a pub if you're not drinking this is the i think there are loads of really good alcohol non-alcoholic alternatives and they're nice like if you're having a meal and you like the taste of say Mm. wine and you are not drinking you you know and say you're having like i don't know some nice fish or something you might have like some non-alcoholic white wine yeah but i can't imagine like a pub crawl of non-alcoholism no, because no, like what's yeah. the point of it yeah. do you know what i mean like uh, d- why does it depend upon your reasons for not drinking because that would that would vary greatly like if you were somebody with with some kind of drink problem and that you were not drinking the taste of drinks that taste very much like the drinks you shouldn't be drinking anymore may not necessarily be healthy for you whereas if you're just trying to do it for health reasons then to you know and if you're intending to go and switch back to regular beer in february then drinking a non-alcoholic beer yeah but the reality is that even normal normal people who drink drink because they want the feeling of being a little bit merry Mm. so what so they don't nobody drinks gin because they're like i love the taste of gin just can't get enough of gin they they drink it because they like how it makes them feel i think and the taste Taste. Well, oh, do you remember though the first time you had a, a sip of something alcoholic and how weird it was and how it's like 
no, nothing you'd probably had before. I remember how horrible I thought it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, it was daring and cool, you know? Mm. I think among the younger people, it is more... It is much more trendy now to not drink yeah. or to, to mix it up a bit to have like a non-alcoholic drink in between. Uh, you could have like a real cocktail and then a pretend one and then a real one. Mm. You know, people are not getting to that stage. Like 20 years ago, you would go to the Vintry in your knee-high boots and your short skirts. And that was just the men. <laughs> and you would literally, you know, knock back a load of reef and vodka and whatever. Until White you were like being sick in the alley near Blockbuster Video. <laughs> I'm always a classy bird, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's not yeah. like that now. No, people you're don't right, go out right. to get hammered like yeah, they used to. Yeah, I wonder if that's you know um, anything to do with the you know the way society has evolved, or whether it's a result of the pandemic, or mm. you know, because say you've got say you you know you grew up over the last two years, you know, you hit that point when you were sort of seventeen, eighteen, and you would have gone out for your first drink, and that's not an option anymore, and not and certainly not in the same way it used to. No, it's been. Cha- I think yeah. the culture's been changing for a, a, quite mm. a while because people have been saying, like university bars, for example, used to be just full of students going out carrying around yeah. traffic cones, putting them on their head, and things. And now it's not so much like that at uni. Mm. It, it is the drinking culture amongst young people. So you think it's the culture's not, changed somewhat? Yeah, I think it's just not trendy anymore and i wonder if it's because of people like russell brand and davina and people being openly sober mm. it's almost like it's become a bit cool to be sober yeah yeah i mean yeah. I, I did wonder for a little while if it was becoming a bit cool to have, to have had a drink problem and I, I realized that there's a danger that i could offend a lot of people then i don't mean to but but you know because of what you were just saying there about people looking at like you know influential role models who who seem to be thriving in their sobriety that, that it was almost like cool to emulate them in some yeah, way recovery recovery is an amazing thing though and anyone could do it even if like russell brand for example when his book like he says anyone could do it even if you didn't have an addiction because it's all about looking at yourself and changing and moving forward with your life and so you everyone can, make can those benefit changes from that. even if you've not yeah. been an, uh, some kind of addict in the yeah. first place oh that's interesting yeah okay. i think that's what they're rejoicing about is the okay. the change that they've seen in themselves but, not the fact that they're cool because they had a drink or drug problem yeah but i see what you're saying yeah, yeah i only i think some people might yeah. be jumping on a, like a bandwagon there yeah. and, and that must be very hurtful for those who are genuinely going through that kind of process to, mm. but but anyway that is it a good thing laura bill that, that there seems to be a, a a variety of places that are offering a veritable smorgasbord of of alcohol-free drinks in st albans i think it is danny smith yes i do there you go thank you for that uh, we'll have one more news story from matt and laura in a moment Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week, I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is, you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. 
We have one more news story now from Laura and Matt. And uh, if you can hear a noise in the background, that'll be Laura's teeth chattering. We will try and uh, edit it out as best as we can. Apparently, it's a bit cold in here, but she's barely mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, she's barely mentioned it, is she, Matt? You no, didn't not even know. No, no, not making a fuss in no. the slightest. Mm. Indeed. So, final news story. Right. Well, this is a this is a curious story. Yeah? Uh, initially, it seems quite straightforward. The um, Sunday v- uh, vint- sorry, vintage and vegan markets, not the same thing that they have in St Albans, have been cancelled for January and February. Now, um, there was only the, the organisers only given a couple of weeks' notice. They put out all the um, flyers. They'd fully booked, um, and they were told at, right at the end of the month, no, they're not going to happen. They initially were told by uh, St Albans Bid, who run the markets, that this was because um, they were short on resources, um, because of the spread of Omicron, uh, the winter weather and health and safety issues surrounding traders and gazebos. Uh, they also said that they put all decided to put all markets on hold while the bid was going through the process of renewal, because mm. it comes to the end of its term. Uh, at the end of March and there's a voting process where local city centre businesses can vote to see whether it continues. Uh, so you think, oh, okay, right, that's their reason. And, but then we contacted them direct to find out and they said, oh, no, 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 it's nothing to do with that. It's because of the road closures because all the road closures that were brought in at the end of the first lockdown, mm. High Street and George Street, they've all been lifted so they're all open again. Except they're not. Except they're not. <laughs> they're not, are they? No, they're not. But apparently they are. But apparently they're going to be right. imminently at some point. Yeah. And that's meant that the less space available for the markets. And they said, it's all down to the, the district council. The bid said this. It's, um, they won't let us um, use the full market footprint, the charter market footprint on St. Peter's Street, um, because they've got various policies and other clashes with um, people who have got consent. Um, we've been trying desperately to get in touch with the with the district council, but there was no one available um, over Christmas. And, um, you know, we really hope that they're going to help us out here. So then we went to the district council and they said, no, it's nothing to do with us. We're not involved in the decision to cancel the markets. All of our staff were available over the festive period and could have been contacted if required. And we con- we actually went to the bid after hearing these were being cancelled and said, we want a meeting and that's happening this week. So... It's an utter mess, really. So the organisers were told it's going to be cancelled for the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, Bid have said, oh, the council won't, um, that they won't keep the road closed. We can't run it and they've t- and we can't speak to them and they've told us it's closed. And the council are claiming we've not said yeah. anything. And the Bid also had a completely different reason why it was happening, that, you know, it's to do with their renewal and... The, you know they were focusing on that right because the road closures thing surely that's a non-starter because for years we've had other markets when the high street was open yeah i know so, so that cannot now be the case that, that no. they can't and it's have only it high the... street and george street they're lifting it yeah so you can still most you know the markets don't run all the way down to high street anyway you might get that um sort of peruvian foodie thing mm. still down there on a on a wednesday or something Friday, but the, the vintage markets were down sort of marketplace and around mainly in St. Peter Street. And you know, if with a bit of planning and thought, you could just rearrange the pitches. So, so from what you're saying, then, have has somebody been caught in a lie here? I think that someone's been caught in a in a, in a conflicted statements, shall we say? <laughs> I mean, we've seen <laughs> all the emails fibbing yeah. going on, yeah. Right. It's, I, I don't know why we, they would why you know why they would do it, why they've cancelled them and why they're changing them, their story it's very also, confusing isn't it veganuary in january and 
they might yes. have bought more yeah. stuff because they think oh a lot of people are going to be trying mm-hmm. going vegan veganuary mm. is that thing isn't it with january where yeah. it's tro- you know go more veggie if you if you know what i mean yeah. or even vegan or mm. just try try you know playing around with how much meat you eat yeah and so yeah. also the future of bid is currently in doubt because there's going to be a, a vote well, to determine yeah, if it continues the, uh, or not yeah so um every city center business um gets a certain number of votes depending on their square footage so mark spencer for example has a you know a, a lion's share of, of it um uh the you know the so the proportion of your vote depends upon the size yeah, of your shop exactly. okay um but uh, the, the the big conglomerates tend to you know just either not vote at all or, or vote the same way all the time so it you know it when it was initially bought in it was very very close and a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen so it will be interesting to see whether it's renewed because you know you have to see what has been achieved over the last five years um because the businesses all have to financially contribute to it so. yeah a very large amount of money go, mm. goes towards it each year yeah um so so they might decide they don't want it anymore in which case it would just cease to exist yep but or they might renew it for another couple five of years, years five yeah. years mm. um and and so what because of that ambiguity about their future it looks like certain things may be on hold until yeah. they know well i don't know that's what they're saying but they, initially but then they what, would those, do you know what would happen to those things if it does stop i mean would they revert back to being council operated uh i don't know really um well you know they, they used to be run by the council but then apparently the um the bid said no you know part of their their, their terms of um terms and conditions and the, the arrangement they have with the district council meant they could take control of them which they did okay well we shall see what happens it'd be interesting to get to the bottom of these conflicting statements indeed and find out what's happening to those markets but but what a shame that they aren't happening Mm. because because wasn't this part of what we've been told about you know how great bid is because it brings all these different markets in and and how um it's really good that you know we can keep these roads closed because we can have all these extra markets and things and and we're not doing it. I know. It's very, very peculiar. Yeah. Mm. It does seem strange. Uh, and also at a time of year where I thought people would have actually welcomed that. You know, when it's really cold and, and, and wet, you, you can't do a lot. But, you know, wandering around the market is the sort of thing you could go and do. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. crisp winter day. Yeah. Especially with COVID and everything, outdoor, mm. Mm. you know. Yeah. Outdoor theme. Yeah. They might go and find other vintage and vegan markets somewhere else. Well, you can't help but wonder if other places might benefit from from our folly on this. Mm. That, you know, mm. if, the, if these because because also we've lost market traders before, haven't we? When we've been sort of deliberating over certain things, they've just gone somewhere else, mm. yeah, and then they yeah. don't come back because they think, well, exactly. we, we do better over there. Okay, well, anyway, if you want to know more about that or any other news story that we've discussed, plus all the other news stories going on locally, check out the Heartsad website, heartsad.co.uk. Thank you to Matt and to Laura from the Hearts Advertiser. Uh, and uh, we will be back uh, next week uh, with uh, our very own uh, book correspondent, Claire Hobber, with some recommendations on things to read uh, for the new year. Uh, and also coming up on the St. Albans Podcast Network this week, we have the Film Guide on Friday with Howard Linsky. And then Simon Carver will be here Sunday with another Dagenham Street Baptist Church virtual service and on Monday we've got One to One with Elspeth find out more on our Facebook or our Instagram or our Twitter thingies uh, we are at St Albans Podcast on those things or you can find our website stalbanspodcast.com see you again real soon thanks for listening to this edition of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith if you've enjoyed this podcast please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice this will help us reach more listeners Join us, the St. Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. 
In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with the Hearts Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.